The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, this is Alexis Haynes, and welcome to Recovering from Reality, where I illuminate the messy and magical path of coming home to yourself. Whether you're on the road to recovery, seeking self-care techniques for surviving the capitalist machine, or just need a moment to remember that you're not alone in your loneliness, we're serving up the ultimate truth. Your challenges don't define you. How you deal with them does. So, are you ready to recover from reality? Hi fam, I am so happy that you joined me on this Monday to listen to this episode. You guys requested for Chris to come on the podcast and after a decent amount of begging and possibly some sexual favors, she decided to come on the podcast. I'm kind of playing, kind of not. Let me tell you why. Chris is extremely introverted. She is such an introvert. She she has this like calm confidence about her, but she is very quiet and very reserved. And so when I asked her if she would be down to do the podcast, she initially wasn't sure that she wanted to do it, which I totally respected, right? Like I'm not going to force anyone to come be a guest on my podcast. I think part of it is that I get it when you are not used to being in the media. She's never held a microphone before. Like this can feel really overwhelming. And then she's also a very private person too. So, you know, we talked about this in my stories last week about how anything that I post on social media is with the consent of my partner. So I never post anything without Chris's permission or without Evan's permission. And Chris has honestly been such a trooper dating someone who is kind of in the public eye, I'm sure is not an easy thing. So the day finally came and I was like, listen, we'll just keep it casual. We'll record in my bed. We'll, you know, sit down and just answer questions and talk about our dating. And she was having a really hard time. Like a really, really hard time. So then she was like, (laughs) you guys know I'm always honest. She was like, can I drink, please? Can I have a drink before we do this? And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. You can have a drink. I have no problem with that. So she has her, you know, beverages and we sat down and we recorded this podcast. And honestly, I just have to say that I'm so impressed with her. I mean, she... She did it. She really wanted me to take the reins of this. And so I did, but like she participated. So go, Chris. I'm impressed. We are covering how we met, the history of Alexis and Chris. What would our celebrity mashup name be? Colexis? No, that doesn't work. We will figure out our little name. Evan and I have our thing, which is 11, a combination of Evan and Alexis, 11. But we need one for Chris and I. So actually slide into my DMs if you come up with one, because I am dying to know. She does spell her name K-R-I-S. So keep that in mind. But I am curious to know what you guys are going to come up with. 
So yeah, we're going to go over the history of how we got together. We're going to talk about her previous relationship with Real Housewives of Orange County star Bronwyn Windenberg. We're going to talk about the different, you know, aspects of our relationship, what we're hoping for with our future, what our open relationship looks like. And yeah, we answer some Q&A questions that y'all submitted on Instagram. And I think that covers it all. So with that, here is my girlfriend, Chris. Okay, baby. I'm going to start with the same question I asked Evan, which is, are you ready? Am I ready for what? For this experience. <laughs> Define experience. <laughs> oh my God. What? Fuck off. Are you ready or not? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. Evan said, ready as I'm going to be. And I really feel that. I'm so excited to have you on. The people wanted to hear from you. So, Chris, ladies and gentlemen, or I should say ladies and ladies, because this ladies audience and ladies is, is definitely better. Yeah. This is an audience that is 90% female. Mm-hmm, but men are welcome. Men are welcome. Everybody is welcome. Depending. <laughs> All right, babe. So let's go back to the beginning. When did we meet? When did we meet? I guess you should say, when did we match? Uh, We matched in May, but Mm -hmm. we actually didn't meet up until August, right? And that was because... We initially matched and I thought Chris was really hot, but she, I also matched with a couple of other girls that I ended up dating before. Yeah. We were both kind of doing our own thing. Yeah. So Chris was actually still. With Bronwyn. Surprise, surprise, because no one knew that. Supposedly you guys broke up. There's a lot of misconceptions. So Mm -hmm. I think we should maybe go back to that. Okay. Okay. So before dating me. Mm -hmm. You were always in open relationships and you never asked a girl to be your girlfriend before. No. And so you were dating Bronwyn. I don't think a lot of people actually knew that either. We were very open. Yeah. Our relationship anyway. Yeah. Like you weren't in a close. Yeah. Yeah, You weren't exclusive. Even though we had the uh, girlfriend title, I guess, into like the media and all that stuff. Yeah. How'd you get the girlfriend title? Because I thought you said that I was the first girl you asked to be your girlfriend. I did. I mean, she had brought it up earlier when we were dating, maybe I would say around October. She had broached up a suggestion like, well, what if we were girlfriends? So just kind of put that idea out there, I guess you could say. And so you said, yeah. I didn't say anything at the time, actually. I mean, it's not really my thing, you know, relationships. You made that very clear from the beginning <laughs> with me. And yet here we yeah. are somehow. Okay, so then come February, you guys broke up and everyone in the media said it was because you wanted more from Bronwyn. Because I get that in my DMs all the time. Like, she wanted more from Bronwyn and now mm-hmm. she's going to want more from you. Well, that's the story out there. But there's two sides to every story. <laughs> okay, so what's your side? Well... My side point in blank is I never wanted anything more than what I was having with her. And I never asked her for anything. And, you know, I don't ask that in people. I don't ask for them. Yeah. For more. For more. Than they can give. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys parted ways, but then how did you end up back together? Because when we matched in May... We you were, were still, with yeah, Bronwyn. We were still with her. So we were just friends. We decided on that over 
lunch because, you know, it was in the media and the tabloids and she wanted to grab lunch. So I met up with her and we decided just that we would be friends. However, the relationship just kind of stayed the way it was. You kept hooking up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess you could say that. <laughs> and when you've already been with someone and then you keep hooking up, it's just going to like kinda, what it was it, before. Yeah, it literally just felt like the same, just we weren't in with having a title. And she yeah. was also dating someone else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which everyone was, you know, everyone was well aware of what was going on anyway. Yeah. And so you matched with me in mm-hmm. May. And the reason why... I think I didn't respond was because of the way you, so you DM'd me after we matched and you're like, Hey, I know you from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And normally when people say that to me, uh, some cheesy pickup line, or it's like, you know, Oh, I don't know where I know you from, but mm-hmm. it's like, bitch, yes, you do know where you know me <laughs> from. You know what I mean? Yeah. But for you, it was actually different because you knew me from, from Bronwyn's Bronwyn, Instagram. Yeah, Instagram feed. You guys had did an Instagram live chat about sobriety, right? Yeah. And so you knew me from mm-hmm. that, but I didn't even really give you a chance. I was just like, <laughs> okay. And then we didn't really, I, I got off the app because mm-hmm. I had matched with someone else who I then started seeing. Yeah, you were doing your thing. And then what <laughs> happened after that? What happened after that? Like, yeah, well, you're going to tell we the matched? story about how you asked Bronwyn for my number because you were <laughs> you wanted to find me. Well, I honestly, I just felt like I needed to know you and I just wanted to talk to you uh-huh. so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and I totally didn't mean it in a disrespectful way towards her. It's just, you know, we were like really open. So sometimes I forget what's okay and what's not okay. <laughs> and she said no. She said flat out no. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we matched again after that girl that I was seeing was done a couple weeks later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you explained yourself mm-hmm. and you were like, hey, I know you through Bronwyn actually. Yeah. And I think I told you at first I couldn't, you know, peg where I've seen your face, but now I definitely yeah. do remember. <laughs> and you wanted to get together. Mm-hmm. And then you told me, you know, I have to tell you something. I'm still actually seeing Bronwyn. Yeah, because it was a weird situation. Like we had broken up and we did break up, but we we're still seeing each other. But yeah, you know, it was just a little crazy. And I was not like necessarily, I, I think what I said was, I really like you. Mm-hmm. And I think that this could be great. But if this is going to get messy, messy, you wanted to avoid the I convers- don't want to yeah, be yeah. a part of it because that's my big thing is like I have a a threshold, a very high <laughs> threshold for like drama. No, 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 no. Not for drama. I have a high like oh. I will hold space for anyone on their healing journey. Mm-hmm. I like you do not have to be the perfect partner. Like, I just have to, you know what I mean? It's like, I I think my one thing was, I just don't want drama. Right. And it already became drama so quick because the second she found out that you matched with me again. She got pretty upset, which for the first time, it was a completely yeah. different story. She brushed it off. She laughed about it. And between we us, I, yeah, I thought it was okay. Yeah. And then this time didn't work out that way. It, it didn't. It worked out a little different, like very different. <laughs> Not what I expected, but, you know. And I get it. Like, listen, feelings of, and I'm not saying that these were her feelings. Mm -hmm. And 
There are no hard feelings between any of us. Any of us, no. There are some things that have come up that have not left me feeling the greatest, but I'll leave that out of the podcast for now. You don't want me to talk about that, right? (laughs) I think between all of us, and I think we're all good. I can understand why she would have a problem with you seeing her and seeing me. Well, the issue was that you two were friends. Well, not more acquaintances. Right, but I didn't know about that. You were like, hey, she actually just broke up with me over this. And you did the responsible thing. And you said, I need a few weeks to like process this. But can I say something? Yeah. So I told you she broke up with me for this. And in the moment, that's what I felt like it was. Oh, okay. So it wasn't that. But I mean, speaking from her point of view, there was just, I think, a lot going on in her life. And she was going through like a transition of change. And so... She had moved to Hawaii like around this time. Yeah, okay, so great. She, yeah. So. so you guys were done. Yeah. And you were like, hey, I don't like to just jump from like relationship to like dating mm-hmm. again. And you were like, I just need some time. I need like, I needed a morning period, you know. Yeah. And I was like, okay, fine. Yeah. And we kept texting, right, but right. I was like, this is not going anywhere. <laughs> At the time, I didn't think it was. You were so like not responsive And I told you that, like, Mm -hmm. the other girls who I match with are, like, fucking all about me. (laughs) They are just, like, and that's not not your personality. (laughs) Okay, but that's not your personality. And so I started dating someone else. Mm -hmm. And then that didn't end up working out. And then I, in a moment, literally, like, this was a moment where... I was feeling sad and I had a moment of weakness and I have no regrets because here we are, Mm -hmm. but I was feeling sad and it was late at night and I was like, I'm just going to join Bumble to like feel better. (laughs) (laughs) Because that always makes it better, right? (laughs) I mean, it does and it doesn't. Like, listen, I'm not going to spend months and months sad over someone I dated for a few weeks. Mm -hmm. Like, especially when that person, when you separate from them is like, what I consider to be disrespectful. It's like, okay, clearly the universe is showing me that like, this is not meant to be. Mm -hmm. And it's time to like detach with love. I wish you no ill will, but like I'm moving on now. And I will say like, you were always around, like in my orbit. Like I knew that like somehow we would meet. I thought maybe just just friends, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I thought just could just totally be friends. And then we had that first date. (laughs) And what's so interesting is so Chris comes into this and she's like, I'm just letting you know, you gave me all of the warnings. Like I don't do relationships. I will not be in something closed. I have never asked someone to be my girlfriend. I've never been in love or felt like I loved someone. It's very straightforward with you. Very. You're like, I have, you know, stuff from my childhood. You're very avoidant attachment style. You're like, and you were super transparent about that. Mm-hmm. which is fine. I'm wondering like, what's the difference here? Like, how did this end up working out <laughs> from your perspective? From the moment we just started talking on and off, there's just like this feeling, you know, it's like a, it's like mm-hmm. a connection, you know, it's like you're always in the back of my mind. Yeah. And I think that everything is just very natural with you. Yeah. And that was fine for me because I went into the first date with zero expectations. I feel like that's how you're supposed to go into them. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Zero expectations. And I just was a, let's see where this goes. Let's just see what happens. And she took forever to set up that first date too. (laughs) I did not. (laughs) Yes, you did. Yes, you did. I remember texting you and being like, so are you going to take me out or what? No, I definitely told you. I was like, okay, let's go here. What was your first thought when you saw me walk into the restaurant? God damn, she's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) My thought was the same. You looked so good. I was... I don't know if you could tell how nervous I was. I could tell how nervous you were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we sat Actually, down. I think I was more of a nervous one for most of our day, I think. I sent back my food. Do you remember that? And that's so not like me, <laughs> but I sent it back not once, but twice. <laughs> yeah, they weren't cooking your, what is it? Salmon. <laughs> they didn't cook my salmon. It was like raw in the middle and like seared on the outside. It was not good. And then you didn't really even eat that. that no, because I was so nervous. <laughs> And I didn't want to smell like fish. I was like, why did I pick fish on the first fucking date? Like, why did I do that? Anyway, so we sat down and we ended up having a really great conversation for like two hours. I feel like it lasted a little longer than that. It was that. longer than that. Yeah, yeah. But you showed like zero signs of interest in me. That's just like, it's my personality. Like, you can't really <laughs> tell with me. <laughs> You can now. You're all over me now. But like that first date, I was like, is she even into me? And then it gets worse, you guys, because we're outside and we're like getting our cars at valet. First of all, you went Dutch with me on the bill, which that threw me. You split the bill with me. Did it? Did you? Why did it throw you off? Oh, did it throw me off? Yeah, it threw me off because I had never had a girl split the bill with me before. I was like, she's not into me. She has shown me no indication that she's into me. She split the bill with me. And now we're walking towards valet, getting in our cars. And I'm like, I don't really, I don't really like go on a lot of dates. Dates. You just, I, I see people. (laughs) (laughs) My girlfriend's a slut. I love it. I'm honest. Yeah, you are. That's it. You've been no a bullshit. hookup. You've no been bullshit. a hookup queen for the last. <laughs> well, since you've been out for the last eight years, mm-hmm. you've just been like no emotions, which is so interesting because Evan's also an avoidant attachment. Yeah, and it's kind of strange how you seemingly attracted two people the same. You know what I think it is that I really. When I love people, I love them unconditionally. Like, and I recognize that everyone has limitations. And I understand that it can be really hard mm-hmm. to love someone. It can be really hard to love someone who has an avoidant attachment style and also really hard to love someone who has an insecure attachment style. And if you guys don't know what this means, let me give you a little bit of a background here. So an avoidant attachment, everyone who's had childhood trauma, who didn't, receive a secure attachment growing up. An environment that was conducive to creating a secure attachment ends up with one of two things, an avoidant attachment style or an insecure attachment style. I think there's one more, but those are the two main Mm -hmm. ones. So an avoidant one is someone who doesn't really believe in love, likes to be independent, doesn't, you know, care about relationship status. It was Evan up until he was 36 years old. He really didn't think he would ever get married. Mm -hmm. until he met me. And then you have insecure. And I used to be insecure. I used to be an insecure attachment style person. And I think there are tendencies towards that still. 
But in secure attachment style are people who are really codependent, people who are needy, people who just are like in constant relationships who can never be single. And mm. I think that... Sounds like a lot of girls I know. <laughs> it is. It's like the quintessential like daddy issues type. It's like needing that constant validation and just not feeling secure in themselves or in their relationship. And... I think the reason why, and correct me if I'm wrong, things are different with you. And I know that you have a hard time expressing yourself mm -hmm. verbally, but like you're so good in text. It just takes you, like you want to like write it all out. It's because, yeah, that's why I was going to say, because text is just more about like writing mm -hmm. instead of, you know, being more verbal about it. Yeah. And so what ended up transpiring, and I want to go back to this first date where I thought that you weren't into me at mm -hmm. all. <laughs> I was just so you nervous. You were nervous. I was so nervous. I know. And it was a I new thing because like I go and I show up and I don't like. You know, you're it, never it, nervous. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a natural thing for me. I meet a lot of people. Yeah. But I was just, it was throwing me off how I was actually nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Quick break from today's episode to talk to you guys about better help. This is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. Y'all know I am a huge, huge advocate for getting the help that you need and deserve, whether it's working on your stresses, dealing with anxiety, relationship issues, trauma issues, anger, family conflict. There is help that is accessible to you now through BetterHelp. You can send a message to your counselor counselor anytime and you'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. The service is available to clients worldwide. Anything that you share with BetterHelp is confidential. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states right now. If you want to start living your happier life today, as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com forward slash recovering. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash recovering. And action. Hey everyone, I'm Sarah Gretzky. And I'm Natalie Buck. And together, we are the Net Chicks. We're here to talk anything and everything on screen, including what your favorite celebs are up to. And if you want to know what shows we are absolutely loving and hating, well, thank God, because we will be unpacking for you every single Thursday. So grab your Netflix and some popcorn because the chicks are coming. And scene. So we get our cars. And so... Is this it or? No, neither of us wanted to end the date. And so you got in my car and we backed into the parking lot. The valet mm -hmm. like let us back into the parking lot. And they were like, you can just sit here until we close. And until I was they, like, until they locked, they us, locked in. us in. <laughs> well, it was one in the morning to be fair. So the dinner ended at like nine mm -hmm. and we sat in the car and we just talked and played music our for favorite, each other. Yeah, our favorite thing <laughs> for the next like four and a half hours. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting next to this girl. Honestly, it was great. And I'm just looking at her and I'm like, 
fucking kiss me. Like, kiss me. Like, show me that you, like, want this. Like, this is so good. Like, our connection was so intense. And I was, like, so drawn to you. And then all of a sudden, it's, like, 1245 in the morning. And she still hasn't kissed me. And she's like, well, I have work tomorrow. So I guess I should be going. And I'm thinking to myself, like, are you real right now? (laughs) (laughs) Like, are you fucking serious? Are you ever going to make a move? And you get out, you come around to the side, you give me a hug. And I looked at you and I'm like, are you going to kiss me? (laughs) What did I do after that? You kissed me. (laughs) Yeah. And it was like fireworks right away. (laughs) And it just turned into... And until then, I mean, you know, pretty much till now, you've been my favorite person to kiss. Oh, Thanks, baby. You too. You're a great kisser. We just have like good lips. Like <laughs> the lip on lip action is really, we have a good the kissing chemistry. We, you we know do. when you have it with someone. And like your lips are big and my lips are big and it just like works. Mm-hmm. But we just kissed and made out for like 30 minutes. Yeah. You just go to a different place when you're in that moment. I know. And then she said something that was so hot. Can I tell him what you said? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Go for it. She goes, what did you say? Well, what time are we talking about? When you said, I'm going to get on my knees in this parking lot right oh, now. Yeah, I told, <laughs> yeah, because we were having a hard time leaving because we, we just could not we stop could kissing not each stop other. Kissing. We just could not just keep <laughs> our hands off each other. And I feel like both of us had to go. Yeah. And time. I literally was just like, I'm going to drop on my knees and eat your pussy if you don't get in your car and go. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, that's not really a threat. <laughs> but okay, well, we I guess we'll go. To be fair, it, it was a little bit. We were in a public place. Yeah, yeah. With no one around, but still. I mean, there was a guy sleeping in his car down the road. This is in Malibu. Yeah, there's a couple of night. people some parked drunk off people by the beach. Around. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the safest situation at that point. It was time for us to go. Yeah. And so we left. Barely, because we actually got locked in and had to like wave down a drunk guy who tried to then fuck us both. (laughs) And I'm like, dude, just fucking lift this heavy thing and let our cars out of here, Thankfully, he was there because he did save the day. Yeah, well, we would have gotten an Uber and left, but I know. We wouldn't have thought to like push the door just a little harder. (laughs) It was so heavy. Come on. Yeah, I mean, we tried. We tried. What were you feeling after that first date? I'm curious. I was feeling so happy. And <laughs> I was just smiling, like pretty much halfway driving back to my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't take a lot of time to figure out that I wanted to see you again. And mm-hmm. I told you I wanted mm-hmm. to see you again. We continued to just see each other on a regular basis mm-hmm. after that. And it um, turned into obsession. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like I am obsessed I'm with you. I'm obsessed with you. Okay. So, <laughs> so here we go. So here we are. So lots of questions about our relationship. Mm-hmm. I'll try to answer the best that I can. Okay, great. So the first thing that everyone wants to know. So when I recorded the podcast with Evan, I had said that, you know, we didn't know what we were going to tell the kids. Obviously we have since told the kids and we didn't know if we would introduce them to my girlfriend and Evan and I sat down and I said, listen, I really like Chris. I feel like I'm falling for her. 
it's not sustainable with our situation for me to go to Chris's place because she lives in Orange County. (laughs) And so what do you think about her coming and staying here? And Evan was basically like, I trust you to use your discretion. Like Mm -hmm. we, he was always fine with me bringing another partner into the house. Like we have slept in separate bedrooms for years, not because we hate each other. Everyone (laughs) instantly thinks that. But because it's for my sanity, he Mm -hmm. snores unlike anything you ever heard before. It is honestly like a monster is in my bed if he's in here. I think it's healthy too. It's like just because you guys are married or just because you're a couple doesn't mean you need the same space. Yeah. Right? Exactly. It's okay to need space from your partner. Yeah. Just like you and I need space from each other. I think what's so interesting about us and why this works is because we both do need our space. Like mm-hmm. we miss the fuck out of each other when we're away, but the dynamic here like really works for us because you like your space and I like my space mm-hmm. and we both like being open. Right. That's the thing. So Chris eventually asked me to be her girlfriend, which I was not expecting. It came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. I was not expecting it either. It's just like a spontaneous thing that just popped out of my mouth. Yeah. Well, Natural. I said, yes. (laughs) That was her first time. I was like totally thrown because I never thought that would happen. I was just going to go with the flow forever. You could have never asked me to be your girlfriend. I would have just kept seeing you (laughs) (laughs) and been totally happy because who fucking cares about the label? I mean, it's so sweet that we're girlfriends, Mm -hmm. but like I was essentially your girlfriend. You essentially were, I thought. Yeah. So what's the difference? Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't see it. No. And so it was just such a sweet moment though. And so now we're like dating and you're here and you're involved with the kids. Mm -hmm. The first question that everyone asks, is Evan involved in this too? Like a throuple? Yeah. Oh no, definitely not. (laughs) Chris is a lesbian. (laughs) Yeah. Might as well be gold star, pretty much. (laughs) And yeah, no. I mean, I've been with, a lot of women with boyfriends yeah, or husbands, boyfriends or husbands, mm-hmm. but it's never been a like a throuple thing. And why is that? Is that just because it's easier because they're already open and so you just get to stay open? Yeah. I mean, like I never really thought about it too much, but I, I guess I figured that because they were already like with someone like, like I knew like they you were going to be, them. well, n- no, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just knew that they were going to be more open-minded you know, men, yeah. you know, with their mentality. About yeah. It. Evan is not involved in our relationship. We date separately. Mm-hmm. Him and Chris have... Evan's a great guy though. Super supportive. Yeah. <laughs> I love you guys together. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. We were out at Nights of Jack mm-hmm. with the kids last night. Time. And I was like wanting to hold Chris's hand and like wanting to kiss her and stuff. And he, she like pushes me towards Evan and she goes, go give him some love. And I'm like, he gets my love all the time. And you're like, please just like show him some affection. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's just different with that. Like I want him, I want you to give him equal attention I as do. you give me, like if we're all like three hanging out. Okay. I just feel even like, even though he gets you, even though he gets me mm-hmm. all the time, like it's hard to like balance. And I think it's also 
the fact that like you and I don't get that much one-on-one time mm-hmm. together. We're always like taking care of the kids when you're out here or I'm cooking or I'm cleaning or I'm... You have a very busy schedule. I know. <laughs> Does it give you severe anxiety when you're here? I do get a lot of it. Yes. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Yeah. It's um, worth it. <laughs> do you ever want to get married? Uh, pers- not to me. I'm just saying yeah. in general. Do I ever want to get this married? This is not a proposal, babe. I know. It's okay. Just <laughs> making sure. Uh, do I ever want to get married? It's not really important to me to get married. It's just personally my views on it. I've just, it's never been important for me. I'm open to marriage, sure, with like my partner, but it's not something I need. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Noted. <laughs> you already knew that. Are there times where you, me, and Evan, hang out separately or like together but like away from the kids okay I guess that's a good question are would there ever be a time where like you and Evan just like have a bromance and go have dinner yeah I would love to have a bromance with Evan (laughs) you guys have your own text thread together now too and her Evan and I but again I get such a limited amount of time with Chris that I like really just try to spend as much time with her yeah it's like I don't we both don't have like a lot of time to give Mm -hmm which is really hard when you're mm-hmm. first dating someone because yes. you like want them. You want to see them all the time. You're and in that you beginning can't. stage. I know. Although I feel like we've moved past that. We've been together for quite a bit now that like we're, but we still like that, mm-hmm. which is good. Is she also allowed to see other people? Of course. Yeah. We're open, but we haven't. We have not yet. right? Well, I have, and it was a horrible experience. <laughs> I called Chris. I called you crying. (laughs) Okay. So Chris and I decided that we're going to stay open. And so me being the person that I am thinking, first of all, I am someone who has to have an emotional connection to have good sex. Opposite of me. Opposite of Chris. I don't need an emotional connection of any sort. Although what's so interesting is that we passed this threshold where you and I started having emotional sex and how amazing is it? (laughs) The best thing ever. (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. Like, I know that you love like a non-emotional, like quickie fucking go. It's just because it's what I was used to. Mm -hmm. I know. But then we started having like kind of very sensual, connected sex. And it is like. Like nothing I couldn't compare it to. (laughs) It's insane. (laughs) Yes. It's honestly insane. I will say I had a full blown like Kundalini awakening after we had sex. (laughs) Where I thought I was on ecstasy, but that I was very not. euphoric feeling. Yeah, like like I thought I was so high I could not stop smiling. Like I was seeing the world through like a whole weren't new. We, weren't we on the phone with each we other? Were. Both and I was that like, same moment. "Holy shit, that was crazy." Ah, mm-hmm. I know. And also the moments, and I say, and I just everyone's gonna go, "Oh, poor Evan." Everyone's gonna listen to this and go, "Oh, poor Evan." There is. No need to say, oh, poor Evan, because he, Chris knows the girls Evan pulls. Yeah, I'm so jealous. <laughs> Fucking lady killer out there. <laughs> Not only that, but Evan and I have an incredible connection. We've had mm. all these moments too. I just haven't really talked about them on the podcast. Evan's a catch. But how about when we're laying in bed after having sex and we were just, we just started staring at each other for like two hours straight. 
And yeah. we did nothing except for just stare at each other. I've never been able to do that with someone. Yeah, just it's like even when you stare at someone and you just start laughing, like, because it gets a little, I guess it gets like a little uncomfortable. Yeah, uncomfortable staring at someone that long. No, it just but was it's so like we natural. never broke the focus. Uh uh-uh. uh. And it was really a special moment. And that was the moment I told you I was falling in love with you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. She blushes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm human after all. I know. So, the follow-up question to the fact that we're both open is mm-hmm. like, how do we stay safe from STDs? Well, I think we're always keep a conscious thought of, you know, healthy <laughs> sex. We get tested regularly. Yeah, regularly. We ask our Especially partners me. if they've been tested. Especially Chris. Although Chris has literally not seen anyone else since we started dating, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Oh, I didn't tell that story. Okay. So I, story. the story about the girl that I called you crying <laughs> in the car, having a panic attack. Yeah. Oh my God. So Chris and I are staying open and I'm like, okay, Alexis, you can do this. Like you don't have to have emotional sex. Just, You're trying to do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to do it. Right. Like mind you, I've had like three partners in 10 years. Okay. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to fuck this girl. Like I'm going to go to the hotel and I'm just going to fucking fuck her. I go to dinner with a girl and I'm driving to the hotel and I call Chris crying and hyperventilating saying, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can actually do this. I, I think I was like supporting you, right? Yeah. You were like, you can do this, babe. You've <laughs> you got this. At least this. try once something once just try to know if once. you like it or don't. <laughs> and you're like, I believe in you. You've got this. Like, you know, whatever. Ended up being an awful experience. I called you from the room crying at three in the morning. You mm-hmm. saved the day the next morning, took me to breakfast. You were so sweet and understanding. And so, yeah, I think Chris knows that eventually you will go and hook up with someone else, but you're not wanting to right now. And I have no space or desire to like really have another relationship. Mm -hmm. I will still go out on like more friendly dates. Mm -hmm. I have two this weekend. Can't (laughs) wait to meet these girls. But I'm in this now. Yeah, I am too. So when it comes to other partners, I ask my partners, when's the last time you've been tested? Do you get tested regularly? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Do you have STDs? How is it being in this dynamic with the kids? Well, I don't think it's that different for me because I've already been in kind of a dynamic with children yeah. involved and there's seven. <laughs> There was seven children. I only have two. It's a lot easier to manage. Right. Definitely. But I'm just saying just, you know, I guess it's just something I'm I'm used to. I've also dated other women with children. So it's not like a super new thing for me. Yeah. Love that. Mm-hmm. What's the best date that we went on? The best date? Um, I want to say maybe the first date. All of our dates are so good, but it's just the first date. Just like, I don't know, something magical about it. Yeah. I Just agree. because also I've been trying to meet you for some time. <laughs> and I was just like, wow, finally I'm going to meet this girl. Yeah. <laughs> finally decided to give me the time of day. I like to feel desired. And you were very like laissez-faire about the whole <laughs> thing. Like take it or leave it. And all of these other girls are like, give me it. You know <laughs> what I mean? So yeah. it was just different. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's good that it worked out that way because it's so good right now. And I just feel like timing is just everything. Are you sober? 
Yeah. Um, no. No. <laughs> I will partake occasionally in a drink or so, but I don't like to drink. I don't dislike to drink. It's just, it's whatever to me. Yeah. She is balanced. <laughs> yeah. It's not my favorite thing. I'll drink socially. Yeah. Although you've never been drunk around me once. No, not once. Mm-mm. No. And you don't want to. And I don't ever want say to. So you get kind of crazy when you get yeah. drunk. Yeah. And just like, that's another reason why I don't like to drink. It's just, you know, it just doesn't do anything good for me. <laughs> yeah. Where do you think we'll be in six months? I don't know. Honestly, I just, I don't want to like create an expectation or like think too much into it because I just feel like I'm more of a go with the flow type of thing. I'm the same. I mean, Mm. we've talked about our options. Possibilities. And possibilities. And they feel aligned and they feel good right now. Mm. We've also talked about the fact that like we don't foresee us ever separating (laughs) Like we well, would definitely be, not right feel now. Like fucking devastated yeah, if that like, happened. I just get so depressed even with the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but we've talked about sustainability and like how we would make this work long term. Because obviously, you living in Orange County is right, like not right. going to work. I mean, we've actually talked about some serious things. <laughs> okay, you need to elaborate if you're going to bring it up. Um, well, possibly children. Mm-hmm. Well, one child specifically, right? Yeah, we've talked about having a baby, mm-hmm. a communal baby, communal baby. you, me, and Evan. <laughs> That's big for the girl who came into this and was like, I don't do girlfriends and I don't like kids <laughs> and she I don't want children. Yeah, well, it's not me breaking the rules. Me. Why is that? Like, what is it about me? Someone asked literally that, like, what's it like to be with such an amazing woman? <laughs> obviously, obviously you're such a catch. And girls <laughs> no, know I that. This know. is why they try to, like, hook you in right away. I want to know how you feel. Like, how, like, what is it about me that's so different? Well, I think that, you know, apart from physically, obviously, you're so beautiful. Okay. But Thanks, babe. inside, you're beautiful, too. I mean, just you're so understanding and... Patient, loving, nurturing, and I just think overall you're an amazing human being. Hmm. Thanks, baby. Mm-hmm. That's so sweet. I'm <laughs> obsessed with you. I mean, especially from your past too, you know? I think that you just made an astonishing growth and I just love who you are today. Mm. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I love you. I was going <laughs> to like, is that going to be the first time on the podcast? <laughs> One day she's going to say it back. In the meantime, I'm totally happy but it's also, with you just knowing that I love you and maybe one day you'll say it back and love me too. But I love that you don't need this from me. I don't. Because when it becomes something that someone needs from you, it's well, like that's a pressure. conditional love. That's, what, right. that's the thing that people don't understand is like real love is loving freely and not expecting it in return, expecting it in return. That's like very conditional. I was not going to deny my feelings towards you. Mm -hmm. Like in that moment where we're laying in bed and just staring in each other's eyes. And I have this intense feeling of like, holy shit, you're in love with this girl. You need to say something. I'm not going to deny that just because I'm afraid that you're not going to say it back. I realized that like, you might not be there yet. You might never get there. I don't know. You've never been in love with someone before. So how do you know, you know, when that's going to happen? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just know that this is how I'm feeling. 
And I know that you respect me and that you care for me and that you... I have deep feelings for you. You have deep feelings for Mm -hmm. me and I don't need anything like more than that. Now, like I would want, but you know, we're talking about like kids and like possibly moving Mm -hmm. or getting a place together six to eight months down the road. Would I want that type of conversation to happen before we do that stuff? Yeah. But like, I don't need anything from you. I think that's what makes me feel secure is that you don't need it from me. You know what I mean? No, I love myself a lot. You know that. Yeah, definitely. In a very healthy way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just so secure in who I am and Mm -hmm. what I can bring to the table and how my hinge notification just went off. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe someone liked me. No. (laughs) My compatibility has been updated. I have been, haven't I? No girls that I'm really interested in, though. But I have been getting lots of girls that have been swiping for me. I'm not surprised. So, yeah, I mean, we make it work. Is it unconventional? Yeah, it's unconventional. There's no control. You like Evan. Evan I, likes I you. Evan. Yeah. You love Evan, but you don't love me. Oh, my, oh God. my God. No, <laughs> just kidding. You know what I mean? Babe, I'm totally fucking around. <laughs> I'm to- I'm totally yeah, just fucking with you. You love Evan. He's a great guy. The kids are great. The dynamic works. Mm-hmm. It's unique, but it works for us. Okay, two more questions. One, when all the media stuff came out, how did you feel? Honestly, I felt very mad, I guess. <laughs> just because I felt like I don't I didn't have like a sense of control to say the truth, you know, because a lot of it wasn't really truth. No, I mean with us. What do you mean? Like when our relationship went all over and we were like watching that unfold. Oh, I was confused too. Why was he going out there? <laughs> I know, like how is this news? Yeah, like why is this news? And then anyway. we realized why it was news. Yeah, because the other person. <laughs> Someone made a comment about it. I mean, like I posted us mm-hmm. on social media. Some you decided you were fine. a little very observant, but. I suppose. <laughs> yeah. And we were like, you know, but I just don't understand why it was news just because of who you dated before. But mm-hmm. then I think maybe it grew because that person made a comment. It was, I think it was maybe the speculation that made it grow. You know, people mm-hmm. are very curious. So if you're in an open relationship with someone, there has to be boundaries set in place. And like, you know, each party has to discuss what they are and are not okay with. And I think that when we were realizing that we were going to get more serious, Mm -hmm. but that we still wanted to have the flexibility of seeing other people if we wanted to, that there needed to be some boundaries in place. And I think one of the first things that we talked about was that, you know, it would be hard. You had said, I think it would be hard for me if you had an emotional connection with someone else. So that's what's different about you is because for you... You know, you base your sexual encounters kind of like with an emotional connection, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you would need them to have good sex, you said. Unless it was like Megan Fox or Ruby Rose. Right. Like, like then it's like, I am, <laughs> we are, if you offer sex to me, girls, I, we are that's, having sex. That's not even the same thing, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? That it would be hard because I do need like an emotional connection and that you would have a hard time with that. And I think I would too, just because we're, 
I love that we're doing this in bed too, by the way. It's so cozy. Just because we're establishing the foundation of our relationship. And I think it's really hard when you're establishing that foundation and then also having potential emotional connections with other people. It's, I don't know, you're like building that trust and you're building building the potential of that future together. And I think that that makes it hard if you were to like... I don't think that, I mean, it'll be like hard all the time, you know, like Mm -mm. maybe at some point I actually will be totally fine with you having an emotional connection with someone else. Yeah. But it's like baby steps. Like, you know, this is all kind of very new to me, like (laughs) the feelings involved. Feelings are new to Chris. Yeah, (laughs) definitely new. Yeah. So, you know, we just, we talk about it, you know. We're just talking as as we're going. And Mm -hmm. yeah, and just like, I think what's so nice about having the ability to communicate these things and having a partner that really is supportive is like, we're not, we don't want to fight. We want to just talk it out and Mm -hmm. work it out. And there have been things like Miami girl. Yeah. And I don't want people to think that just because (laughs) I'm seeing other people that I'm like having a feeling that you can't go see other people. It's not about that. Yeah. It's just, I'm, just experiencing having more feelings than I normally do for someone. Yeah. You know, and it's, I'm trying to give myself some like grace to handle it and process and, you know, go from there. I think with Miami girl, the thing, oh, that's not true. So I did hook up with that one girl. And after our first date, you hooked up with Miami girl. So we have seen one other person Mm -hmm. each, but then when we. She was a yoga instructor. (laughs) Chris loved that. I think, and we're like so comfortable now that we like pass each other, each other's bumbles to swipe through. Yeah, she'll pick girls out for me and I'll pick girls out for her. (laughs) Although it's never going to happen for me because like I just don't have the space to date anyone else right now. You know how Mm -hmm. chaotic my life is. Your type is very so. Yeah, and your type is like one type. (laughs) (laughs) And that is it. Yeah. Although I feel like it's not because... Bronwyn and I don't look anything alike. Me and your ex-girlfriend look very similar. Which? Pisces. Oh, Just yeah. Same, same black hair, blue eyes look. Same yeah, look. yeah. Yeah. Who also looks like Megan Fox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Chris has a type. You and Bronwyn, though, I guess people might say there's some similarities there. You two are both sober. Yeah. <laughs> you both have kids. Yes. And you both are married. You like married moms. I do. There's nothing wrong with that. Everyone talks shit about that. There's nothing wrong with that. I know. You like what you like, right? Why are we, you know, shaming people and liking for what they like? I know. I agree. It's just emotionally maybe something that works for me. Yeah. She knows she has mommy issues. (laughs) And daddy issues. (laughs) And And that's okay. So when that situation came up with... Miami girl. And I was just like, Hey, I'm totally fine with you going to Miami, but these texts that she's sending are making me feel like it's indicative of her wanting more from Mm -hmm. you than just casual sex. What are your thoughts? Mm -hmm. And like, this is how I'm feeling. And then that was that. It was such an easy conversation. Yeah. And see, it's like the way you speak too. Like you just coming out with the answer, just very it's called nonviolent communication, babe. There you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
dropping the shame, speaking from my own feelings, Mm -hmm. making sure that I like do the reflection work before I come into a conversation. Everyone, I think that's a great thing to talk about actually is people always want to know like, how do I talk to my partner about my desires? How do I open up these conversations? And I would say that reading up on nonviolent communication, being respectful, going and doing your own work and your own self-reflection before having the conversation, I think is really important. And realizing that, again, we're on the same team here. Mm -hmm. I want this to work out. And so let's work together towards our ideals. This is one of the things that is amazing about being with you. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. Okay. So thank you. Honestly, though, thank you so much for coming on. I know you did not want to do this. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's just, it's very, it's, do, it's, it's not that I didn't, though. it's very foreign to me to talk about like just my feelings in regards to relationships and yeah things like that. And you're like very introverted. Very private too. Like yeah. I won't really like talk about. No one knows your last name. My stuff or what's going on. <laughs> you've, you've been like, so you're like, no one's going to know my last name. Mm-hmm. I want my privacy please respect it. Right. I mean, just because it came up with Bronwyn too, like Mm -hmm. she asked me if she could use my name and stuff like that. But Mm. I didn't want, I just didn't want to be out there in the whole media thing. Yeah. Mm. So here we are. Right. (laughs) Doing a podcast. That's for you. It's literal media. I support you. (laughs) I love that, babe. This week's affirmation is, I have everything I need within me to solve any challenges that occur today. And so it is. If you enjoyed this week's episode, do me a favor, follow along with us, leave a review. It means so much to me. There are new episodes of Recovering From Reality every Monday, and you can follow me on social at Recovering From Reality or visit my website, recoveringfromreality.com. 